When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Today is October 30th, and this is John Boy and Jake Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. The Browns have fired everyone. The Knicks shellack the Nets. Flying Salami. And a nude water park? Let's go. Freddie Mercury died in 1991 of AIDS, and that's why we're playing him today on Dead Artist Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. He did not, in fact, like fat-bottomed girls, Jake. What do you mean? Well, actually, he was gay, but I think some people say he was bi, too. He had, like, a long-term girlfriend. Actually, I read a whole history, history dissertation or whatever on if the public knew Freddie Mercury was gay before while he was alive, you know, they're like, it couldn't, it couldn't possibly have been that much of a, like a secret. I was pretty flamboyant. And, uh, this hits, this historian brought up all these articles. It's kind of interesting that people thought he was faking it because glam bands were a thing. And like the whole thing was to be kind of girly and like really flamboyant. And like ACDC's first album, they act like really feminine. Like he dressed up as schoolgirls and stuff before they went into, nah, we're just going to do, rock and roll so they thought he was fake gay for a while yeah that's like this probably sounds bad i feel that's the media and like world trying to tell themselves like no freddie mercury's not gay (laughs) he's like he's cool he's the lead singer queen (laughs) just acting like that just like kind of bad society stuff yeah probably but fat bottom girls good song get you going yeah never knew no good from bad how you doing today I'm good. I'm good. You saw I just just juggled my spot. I, I want to drink my coffee, but I'm scared of the after effect. So I'm just living in fear. It's Tuesday. It's my least favorite day of the week. How are you doing? Tuesday. I like Tuesdays. Um, dead Artist Day, so you always got to get up for that. Sure. I got a long list. Queen, check them off. We'll come back because Queen's got a ton of good songs. I like you saying how... The artist dies each time. I I know I I I that's going to become part of the show now because I think it's pretty good too. Yeah, like Dead Artist Tuesday. Listening to the Queen died of AIDS in nineteen ninety one. I shouldn't laugh. Be careful out there. Yeah, <laughs> don't make me laugh, man. But yes, be careful. I didn't be careful out there. Yeah, I mean that could get sad. It's it's definitely 
No other radio show is playing Queen, and then when it slows down, they're just casually telling you how and when he died. No, they just do a sad, like, wow, it's it's been almost 30 years now without Freddie Mercury on this planet. Boy, do we miss you. Back after five. Freddie, if you're listening, we miss you. Yeah, but here, we're more about inf- information. We've got to be informed. Is the rest of the band alive? Yeah. I know this is tough on the spot. The whole band? Yeah, Adam Lambert played with them. Remember, like, from Adam Lambert, the gay right. guy from American Idol, he, like, went and played? They just made this new movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, and supposedly they made Fr- Freddie look like a jerk face. Oh, I heard it was the opposite. Oh, no, the band was mad that they did that. Yeah, I think they were saying the band wanted the whole things to kind of be kumbaya, queen, greatest ever. And I guess they didn't because it's a movie. Yeah. Doesn't look good to me, but I'm going to go see it and review it on my movie podcast, Six Pack Cinema, soon. We got some some sports stuff today. Some. First half of the show. Not a big sports day. Coming coming down. Coming down. Well, Monday's coming down. Coming down. All right. Well, coming down. I should let you know the voicemail line is set up because we want to start doing days like on Friday to be voicemail day. It's going to take a while until we get enough voicemails, I think, to actually do it. So we need your help. If you got a good question, um, uh, just a story to tell, something you think is interesting, if you want to be part of the show, call 908-845-5792. That number is so bad. I tried to make words out of it, you know, like on the phone. Like, get help, but there's not enough vowels in it. I think seven is the only one that provides a vowel. Maybe four does. I'll check it out. That's something that my my brain I think is better tuned for than yours. All right, I used a website like turn my phone number into words. Yeah, no, you can't bring that to 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 someone else. It was hard. It was tough to do. And then like Yankee numbers, it's whatever. It's hard to do. 908-845-5792. I'll have it. I'll have it by tomorrow. Knicks versus Nets. The game everyone was excited about. The whole world was buzzing. Knicks versus Nets. Knicks versus Knicks versus Nets. I mean, the two teams from the biggest biggest market in the NBA. Yeah. I know. I heard two of the worst teams for the past Yeah. past 5 years or so. Yeah, my um, my friends out in the Bay Area were like Yo, you going to watch the Knicks versus the Nets tonight? Knicks versus the Nets. Yo, I, I think Golden State's on, but put on that Knicks-Nets game. Yeah, it's going to be good. They they live in the same city. It's going to be heated. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. There's the, the Knicks won. Yeah, the Knicks won, won. boo Woo. the Nets. They are hot right now, 2-5 and five on the season. Uh, they win 115-96. to 96. Uh, s- actual sports. Tim Hardaway had a good game. Frankie, Frankie Nilikina, your boy, the French prince. Uh, he had 16. So his past two games, he's had 17 and 16 points, which I think 17 was his career high, maybe. So that's good. He started shooting. Uh, yeah, he started shooting. He's making threes. He went three for five from three yesterday. Cantor has been coming off the bench, and he made it a little bit of a hissy fit because his goal was to be like an all-star this year, and if you're coming off the bench for this Knicks team, I don't think that's an option. But he had 15 and 15. And the biggest thing of note, Jim, Mm -hmm. is that the Knicks are treating Ron Baker like a walk-on on a college basketball team. 
the crowd started chanting with two minutes lit left in the game, and the game already decided, put in Baker. And That's, then they put uh, him in, and they erupted. And then when he got the ball and was dribbling in an NBA game, they started cheering like fans in the stands rooting for the walk-on on the college basketball team. That is sad. Yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah, it's so sad. Like, people, if you actually like basketball, you felt bad for Ron Baker. Like, if you go in there and stink, like, it is what it is. You're a young guy trying to make it in the NBA. You go in there and the team treats you like you're not equal. I mean, that's so messed up. You have to be, like, you think Ron Baker's not in a point of his career where he can lean on that? Because maybe in a little bit he will be. But, like, uh, Scalabrini, I feel like, you know, really leaned into that I'm the mascot of this team mentality a little bit. You know what I mean? But Ron Baker's, like, a young guy who's trying to actually, like, have a J.J. Reddick career. Like, he's actually, like, trying to, like, become, like, a perimeter. Yeah, his his offense is atrocious. It's So it's kind of funny because the Scalabrini comparison is great. Because if Ron Baker had been in a defensive Scalabrini role, like come in, hustle your heart off, make a diving play, you know, kind of spark the boys, he would be much more well-liked than he is. He's been asked to do a lot of stuff in some games, run the point, and he is just horrific. So it's it would be kind of a good role for him to be, you know, it's the second quarter, the team looks dead, throw Ron Baker in there for five minutes and let him hustle his heart out. But if they're going to just treat him like uh, the the really bad kid at the end of the bench. No one likes being treated like they, that. They were treating him like a, a, a kid with disabilities. And you think the whole crowd knows that? Or do you think the whole crowd is just a bunch of dumb idiots that thinks they're being nice? Because you're not being nice. I think they're being like drunk like in root. I think they know that. Oh, okay, so I like it then. I think so, yeah. Because if they're just completely oblivious to like how rude they're being, that's mean. <laughs> that's No, it's annoying. They're just like, shut up. Don't, act, don't treat them like a mascot. I hated that. I hated pity play. I hated the whole concept of it. Yeah. Um, My which girlfriend is, which was is goalie tough on the hockey team. Ron, Ron Baker, he's bad, but he's not pity play bad. Like The guy was a star in college. He's been in the NBA for a little bit now. People hate him because he got like kind of a contract which he never should have got and they asked him to do actual things on offense which he's terrible at but yeah it's, it's going to be interesting the Knicks are going to have a roster crunch soon Jim uh, who's Knox 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 has been hurt he's coming back yeah Moutier's been hurt he had his first two minutes last night never heard of him Courtney Lee has never hasn't played yet this season um and I think there's one more, so we're we're probably going to have some transactions soon with the Knicks, which I know gets you fired up. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my buddies in the Bay Area are going to be so interested. Who oh, do you think yeah. they're cutting? That guy or that other guy? Luke Cornett, the second-year guy from Vanderbilt? I got something I want to talk about before we move on from this Knicks-Nets thing. Okay. I was trying to think of how lame the Nets nickname is. Okay. Like, it'd be like a hockey team being called the Goals. Or uh, uh, the Chicago End Zones. For yeah. For football. 
Like, it's pretty terribly lame. They just named him that because it rhymed with Jets and Mets. But I was yeah. I was just reading on it, Jake. And this may be a known fact that I'm late to, or I may be telling some people for the first time. In 1994, the Nets officially tried to change their name to the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. The S the SDs. Did you know that? No. They have mock-up jerseys and everything. It's a green. Like, if you kind of took the green dude from Barney and made him evil, it's that on a jersey. Like, it looks like the Raptors, that kind of bad graphic on the Raptors old jerseys. But the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. What do you got? you like that name? No. No, just because it seems like... It's the Brooklyn Swamp Dragons. Yeah, well, they probably would have changed it. No swamps in Brooklyn. New Jersey. New Jersey Swamp Dragons. Yeah, that's... No, I don't I don't see that sticking. The Swamp Dragons. I'm a Swamp Dragon. <laughs> like people that get pride in their name. Like, we're Tigers. We play this. We're the fucking Jets. We play hard-nosed football. We're the Swamp Dragons. <laughs> yeah, can't have swamp in the name. <laughs> no, because no one likes swamps. No one likes swamps. I guess they're tough to play in. Swamp Dragons, like the F-minus version of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Now, that'd be kind of a fun team name. Bust out some kilts on the sideline and stuff. Get the Scottish music going. Every now and then in the stadium, drop down like ahead and then pull it up real quick or like it comes up from center court like whoa <laughs> 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 oh my god the Loch Ness just came Jesus, watch out <laughs> alright let's move on to football anyway with a weird team name the Browns the Browns that's not the best team name but I like the history just named after the owner um, fired head coach and offensive coordinator Hugh Jackson and Haley. What's his name? Something Haley. Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Now, uh, I didn't watch Hard Knocks. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Was people were saying there's like there was you could see this in Hard Knocks that they disagreed about shit and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, Todd Haley is like one of the football football guy. You could go a lot of way. Like you can almost go goofy John Gruden football guy. Like John Madden's probably in that category too. You can go Bill Belichick, like nothing football guy. You could go, and then there's asshole football guy. And Todd Haley was like enemy number one, like asshole football guy. And Hugh Jackson's kind of just this <laughs> roly-poly terrible coach. So, yeah. His wife found a rat in the, her salad in McDonald's in 2006, and they filed a lawsuit and got a $1.5 million reward. It's a dream. How do you be so lucky to get a rat in your salad for McDonald's? I guess you have to be a hated football coach and go to a McDonald's with a, with a, uh, they were in Dallas. So where was he coaching in 2006? Man, that's pretty funny. Imagine if one employee just hated the opposing coach, recognized him. Oh, I've been saving this rat for weeks. Finally got the right customer. This is Todd Haley's wife. And now that cost McDonald's $1.5 million. Must suck to be such a big company. <laughs> Dude. Dude, he was the wide receivers coach in Dallas at the time. So maybe, you know. He, was he probably really wasn't job. even known yet. I, I think this is just dink. Yeah. Or she brought her own rat, get some money. 
That's that's the dream, man. Yeah, get away with so, that. So many people would be freaked out. I'd fist pumps. I bet if you take a bite of the rat, you could bump that to two and a half. Yeah, and then enter yourself into a hospital for a week because you're so traumatized that you ate a rat. Yeah. Now they, now they owe you for those bills. But really, it's just your long-lost cousin's hospital that you didn't even pay for. So now you're just, okay, we're cheating the medical system. But, yeah, Jim, the Browns aren't giving up. They're just rebooting. This well, I this is my favorite thing about this. Like every uh, Hugh Jackson went one and fifteen, and then went zero and sixteen, and then this year they have a couple wins in like five overtime games. The first two seasons, I can walk up to Hugh Jackson and say, if I coached, I could have got the same record, and I don't know dick about football, and he yeah. can't really dispute that. I could have went one in 31 or whatever it is, 32. I could have, Jake. It was, if you give me the same coaching staff and the same players, like they're bound to win one. And I that's kind of tough. Yeah, I think you could have too. I think my grandma could have. And that's something that, you, that Hugh Jackson can't really retort, <laughs> which sucks. But yeah, the, I, uh, I did catch some of uh, Scott Van Pelt's opening thing. After after the Monday night football game last night, and it was it was pretty funny. And he's like, you, he he was trying to defend Hugh Jackson, and it was it ended up coming from a place of sarcasm. And he's like, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy is just three wins in forty games. <laughs> like maybe that's why he's getting fired. Like he was, I think he said. I think some people were thinking about like playing a race card and stuff like that. And it's just like. Guys, this is so bad. So bad. I, 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 the part the part that sucks is they let him be so bad. They're doing some okay this year things with Baker, but this was the scapegoat year. He would have had to take them like to eight and eight or something because with the new front office, they want to bring in their guys, and Hugh Jackson was not their guy. Well, I read that. Hugh Jackson and Haley were fighting so much over like they were like trying to take control over each other and shit like that for the um for how to deal with Baker and shit like that. And instead of like choosing a side, they were like, Well, we don't care about either of you, so you'd both get out of here. We we don't want like Baker Baker is more important to us, so we want him to develop with good coaching and not just you two bickering over them. You're both awful. Yeah, so just like neither of you win. The only yeah, way this worked if you were nice to each other and had a plan. But if you, if that's not the case, Todd Haley had to come in there. How do you how do you come into a situation and respect a coach who's one and thirty one? It's not, and that's Todd Haley. Todd Haley took this job planning on doing bigger and better things because he'd been. He'd been the Steelers offensive coordinator with Big Ben. And, like, those guys were notorious for being assholes to each other because they're both assholes. <laughs> and then I think Todd Haley, because he had a brief head coaching stint, I think it was kind of one of those things he wasn't going to get a head coaching job unless he went to Cleveland and made their offense good. Or he was hoping to take over the Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackson scraps, but he blew that. Um, the only thing that Hugh Jackson, like you respect is like, if you're Todd Haley and you're coming in, he's one in 31, he's terrible. 
and you're not going to respect him as your boss, I guess, at all. Probably didn't even look at him as his boss. Probably just looked at him as the head coach and, like, I'm going to do the offense. But Hugh was probably really nice to the staff and knew his way around the hallways. So he was like, "I've I've been here. This is my team. You have to listen to me. That's Carla. She works nights. Her son works days. It's a really good situation. We like both of them. We're going to help him go to college. And Todd Haley's like, oh, you're a very bad football coach. I don't care about any of this. See, I, I think you had it, but Todd Haley's such a prick that he doesn't care about anyone in the building, really, that's not Todd Haley. But there was definitely a couple times where he was he was ready to like just fully flip the switch and tell Hugh Jackson he's worthless, blah, blah, blah. And then Todd Haley got lost in the hallways and was like, which one is the defensive back film room? And like Hugh Jackson was walking by and he's like, looking for the D backs room again, Todd. It's right over there. You know that. Todd Haley's like, yeah, fuck. I've been here for two years. I can help. I I know every single one of these doors. Janitorial. (laughs) Test me me on these doors. (laughs) Ball boy, water boy, janitorial, electrical, your office, my office. I'm in the corner. And so Todd, Todd Haley's like, yeah, but you're not better at, than me because you're one in 31. Tough situation. You actually can't bring in uh, coordinators to, that, to a one in 31 coach. Like now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You can't bring anyone to a one in 31 coach and say, this is the, the, the CEO of the coaches. Like this is the guy in charge. This, this is a little bad sports radio thing, but I think it, it's actually a good topic for you and me because – the way they do coaches in all sports is pretty ridiculous. Like, basically, Hugh Jackson coming into this year, well, and again, his he earned it from a 1-31 start or wherever he was at. But, so, basically, they take head coaching control away from you slowly but surely. Like, if you're a head coach who's a GM, too, and your team starts doing bad, they're like, oh, we're going to take away the GM role. And it's like, okay, that's that kind of is what it is. And then it's like, oh, you're a head coach that calls the plays. Well, we're going to take away the play calling because you haven't been doing well. And it's just like so you're taking away power. Sometimes it works. But, like, Hugh Jackson clearly didn't want Todd Haley. So it's what, what are you actually doing? Like, give your coach an actual chance to do it. And then if they don't and they go 1-31, fire them. The owner in his press conference, they were talking about why they fired and there was we needed a better environment and all that stuff. And he dropped this line: "It's hard to win in the NFL. If anyone knows that, it's us." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hot takes only. You're sad yeah, pe- sacks of shit. People were doing so. There, I think there's also a half mental thing here. Like they saw Baker Mayfield. He shows that he can be at, at least decent. So next year, like this year's going to be a wash. You get one more good draft pick. And then you come in and next year and you say, all right, we got Baker. What what are we doing as a team? So, How, go, how odd is diehard fandom? Like I'm thinking about how I feel bad for Browns fans and like how they should just get out. But you can't get out. Like That's how sports fandom works if you're a diehard fan. Like, you cannot get out. Like There's Brown fans, Browns fans that just can't get out. I'm sure they, they've wanted to, like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention this season. But if you're a diehard football fan, like you're going to pay attention. It's just weird from a not if someone was like, I don't care about sports at all, saw how much pain was caused by Browns fans, they'd be like, Stop doing this. But you can't. It's so weird. Yeah. And I this is this is coming off the uh the Ty Lu firing for your your Cavaliers, Jim. So just bad time to be a coach in Cleveland. Defend, Always. Defending champs. 
The defending champs. Ty didn't tell him that? But, again, just back to how ridiculous being a head coach is. Okay, LeBron leaves. You clearly know you're not still the defending champs. You don't think you're even really a playoff team. If you're Cleveland, they fired Ty Lue seven games in. If you knew that was even an option in your head, why don't you just shake hands or make up a fake difference in the media so you can both move along? Well, I think that they're thinking... Like, now you just kind of blew the whole season. I, th- I think that they're thinking if they fire Ty Lue in the offseason, it's kind of them admitting uh, LeBron won, Ty had nothing to do with it. But now if they get off to a seventh start and they're not doing well, they can be like, well, we want to change directions now. It yeah. It gives them some cushion. They, they saw it as a window. Yeah. To the window. Ooh. Patriots killed the Bills last night, 25-6. to It was a hideous game. It was close going into the fourth. It was the first Monday night game in Buffalo in years, which cracked me up. That's, well, what push it back one day gives it one more chance to be colder than the day before. Closer to winter, the more it feels like football in Buffalo. Yeah, and it just feels like I know that's known, but I guess, I don't know, the Bills are pretty bad, and that's... Kind of how the cookie crumbles, but you just don't think about that because I don't know. You're you enjoy the G-men, I enjoy the Broncos. We have a lot of Patriots friends. We have a lot of Jets fans. Like they end up on Monday Night Football. <laughs> just think, oh, I haven't seen the Bills play Monday Night Football in eight years. <laughs> like what? What team do you think gets the least amount of Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night Baseball games? Because the you know, Yankees get a lot every year. Oh, the least amount of Red Sunday Sox night baseball get a, Red games? Sox get a lot. Cardinals get a lot. Dodgers get a lot. Like, does Tampa Bay? Do they? Tampa's got to be up there because they're a bad East Coast and non-baseball town. Yeah, they can't even sell their own seats. Because, I mean, in, I'm thinking West Coast teams, you can still, I guess baseball, I guess ESPN doesn't care about it. But, you know, a Sunday night game in San Diego would still be like a 5 p.m. start. Um, but yeah, and yeah, I don't think ESPN cares about that. I'd say Tampa, San Diego, those teams. Yeah. In 2015, so three years ago, it it had been 10 years and only two teams had never appeared in Sunday night baseball. And it was the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Wow. But I'm guessing Toronto got there probably in 2016, 15 after they had that run. But yeah, that's interesting to see. Some teams just never, ever get the spotlight. Sucks. Yeah. The, an- the Angels. Suck. They have a lot of good players. Uh, they have one. They have Otani, too. He's pretty good. He's new. He's yeah. hurt. Well, he's going to hit while rehabbing. Oh. Reinvent Over. the game. He is reinventing everything. He's reinventing the rehab game. That's how much this guy likes to reinvent stuff. If that's all he does. In America, you guys don't play while you're rehabbing? I'll just hit. I'll just swing. <laughs> this, Get out of here, Otani. I still don't believe in him as a hitter, and I don't think that's like a Yankees thing. I just, I don't know. I need to see more of it. He hit so well this year. He hit it's 20 stupid. home runs, didn't he? I know. So how can you not believe in him? I just don't. I feel like he has a loopy swing, and I, I just think he's going to be a much better pitcher than hitter, but... I don't know. He's, uh, he's cool. I, I lean the opposite. If anything, I think they're just going to have him hit and run and field. Oh, wow. But I think he's going to do both. I think he's proven he can both, which is the cry of the crazy story. All right. 
Gotta get a whistle. Halftime. Jimmy, what'd you think of the first half? First half went pretty well. I think we did good with not having a lot of stuff to work with. Pretty excited that I found out the Nets tried to change their name to the Swamp Dragons. I'm glad I brought that to other people's minds because I never knew it. What'd you think, Jake? How'd you do? Yeah, you know, it's good that he brought up the Swamp Dragon stuff. I'd never really heard that before. Uh, you know, it kind of came out of left field, but I think we played through it. I thought it was interesting. We ended up at baseball. We like baseball. I don't know. In the second half, I just kind of want us to come out here, play our game, and have a good second half. All right? Thanks, Janet. Changed my name to Janet on me. I thought that was your stage name. Miles and miles apart. Second half, here we come. Silly, if you're listening. Have I told you about Miss Janet yet? Miss Janet. Yeah. Your old uh, babysitter? No. So me and me and our mutual best friend, roommate Jeff, who will get a lot of love on this show throughout. Krauser. We, we like to sing karaoke. Yep. And so there's, <laughs> so there's one actually pretty cool karaoke place in Denver, Armida's, shout out, sponsor. Um, karaoke every night. And like does. every night, if you go there after eight p.m., you're getting you're getting a decent karaoke crowd. You got to be a lunatic or someone who thinks they're about to be a famous singer to work nights at Armitas. Yes, um, so like a lot of the DJs there will serve drinks, vice versa. Um, it's funny. I've I've gone enough that I've seen when a new person takes a job there and they come out. And they're like serving drinks and they're like excited when a song comes on to like four weeks later. They're like, I can't believe I'm hearing this goddamn song again. But so Armidas is like the fun spot. That's if if me and Jeff are entertaining company with us when we go to sing, we'll go there just so we know. Is that where I went? There's good people watching. Uh, I think so. I think so. Right next to your. Yeah. Where you guys were staying. Kind of right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But there's another bar that does karaoke Friday, Saturday that's, like, right next to my new building that's just, like, it's dead. Like, if we go there, we need to plan on singing, like, three or four songs because they're just going to keep calling. They start calling you up, like, not as an option. Oh, I was like, Jake, <laughs> yeah. you're up. Like, they get in a loop. Like, if they have four people on that first list, they're just going to keep calling you. Nice. Uh, well, I'll just do Black Parade on repeat. And so someone that comes there regularly is Miss Janet, who's a, a transsexual man-woman. Clean it up. She, Clean it up. She, She's a trans she person. O- she only sings Bob Seger. And it just cracks me and Jeff up every time. What's she singing? Night Moves? Like, how many Bob Seger songs is she singing? Um, what does she always sing? Turn the page. Oh, oh the old page. time rock and roll. A lot of turn the page. Take those old records she, off the shelf. Uh, Miss Janet always changes one of the lyrics to make it a more fun trans song. And it's oh. it's just, it's a real treat because Jeff and I always forget. And then, you know, every two weeks we end up there. We have a couple drinks. We sing a little Enrique, a little Alanis Morissette. And then Miss Janet walks in, and we get so excited. Bob so Seger. shout out. Shout out Miss Janet. 
Big shout out. Not, this, this brings us to the news. Not your babysitter. The lady, the, the they at the the karaoke. I've never had a babysitter named Miss Janet. That's why we're not talking about her. We're not talking about her though. Yes, because you've never had one. The news. The real news. The bum, real bum, news. Bum, this is the real news. This is the stuff that you should know because it happened and it's real in Wyoming. They blew up a moose. I went first. They blew You're up just a- going full sing intro there? Yeah, they blew up a moose in Wyoming. So moose- we've, got a, we've got a couple great middle northern middle of the country stories there. Yeah. Tell me about this blown up moose. So there's a moose right in the middle of, uh, it's in Wyoming, which has less than half a million people. We went there once. I went there. I don't know if you've been there. Uh, I've been. And uh, the moose was dead. It had like larva in its eye. They said it had a golf ball like size of worms in its eyeball, but I'm not going to tell the people that that's disgusting. They scraped right. it out as a bunch of worms. I'm not going to talk about that. That's disgusting. Don't bring then they up. had to get rid of the carcass. And they thought if they just let it sit there, that allows mountain lions and all bears to come eat it. Right. And they don't want all the big game coming because this is the place where people walk. Someone walked and was like, yeah, there's a dead moose. And it was huge, so they can't really move it anywhere. It's a dead moose. So they just blew it up like the whale scene in Reno 911. <laughs> Get it out of here. Like the, with all the moose parts being spread, it won't, it won't attract as many big animals to come jack up this place. And here's, this is just when I read stories like this, my mind goes to the worker who got to right. blow up the moose. And I feel like it's like Bobby in the corner just been dying to do this like oh it's a coyote let's fucking blow it up let's blow up this dead coyote let's look at karen like no we can put it in the back of the truck bobby and just like drive it down they can they can like carve it up and make stuff out of it or just throw it out like you know like oh look at this fucking dead deer let's just blow it up blow up this elk and they're like no finally moose comes like i don't think this is gonna fit in my truck call up bobby <laughs> he's like hell yeah i'm ready I I think you're right. I think you're right for like 95% of the country. Dude, I, Colorado neighbors Wyoming are, are friends to the north. I, I know a good amount of Wyoming folk. And man, I, it's uh, not to sound like an SNL skit, but their stories go to Wyoming places that you wouldn't assume. Like, I think this is par for the course. One One of my buddies went to University of Wyoming, and he was like, yeah, it, it, the winters kind of sucked because... You'd every like every weekend, you'd have someone get too drunk. They wouldn't make it back to their dorm room, and they just die because it's too cold out. <laughs> and you're talking about human deaths on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, and it's. I don't think anyone was prepared for that. It's just a different lifestyle. You're talking about maggots and stuff. Um, Worms. Oh, maggots. But yeah, they they. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a different kind of fun up there. I think blowing up. The moose, it, it's not looked at as like, oh, crap, we got to blow up this moose. It's like, well, we know what happens next. You're not transporting that damn moose. <laughs> this is These are some of the quotes surrounding this, this blowing up of a moose. There's nothing left, Lash said. It's kind of a slick way to get rid of a carcass. <laughs> Which <laughs> is something that murderers like probably have said in prison. You know what's a slick way to get rid of a carcass? You dig a hole, you bury the carcass, then you 
fill in the hole a little bit, then you bury the dog. When they come searching, they find the dog bones, they stop digging. That's jailhouse talk. Uh, jailhouse Next talk. quote Jimmy, is... Jimmy Jailhouse. What's that? Jimmy Jailhouse. Yeah, Jimmy Jailhouse. Oh, man, I'd be so scared. It really was a large, impressive noise, Huffman said. The initial noise was like a crack rather than what you would expect. You could hear the percussion moving around and echoing in that little narrow canyon. So these dudes are getting off on blowing up this moose. Oh, yeah. It's the first time they got to blow up a moose. You, I mean, you always think you know what it's going to be like until you blow up that moose. Yes. Imagine it came back to life, just popped up and ran away. <laughs> no, don't. I can't imagine that. <laughs> That'd be scary. You'd be you'd oh, have horrifying. <laughs> what was that bomb, Bobby? <laughs> I thought we just exploded. The moose just ran past us, and he was cordial, and he was singing Bob Seger. <laughs> All right, what's the next story you want to do, Jim? There's one story that jumped out to me because it had my old college nickname in the title. Missoula police respond to attack involving flying salami. The old flying salami. That's what they used to call you on the in, on the pickup basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good nickname. And for you, like human meatball, we've I've said that, but flying salami, I think I like more. If I could jump, that would be a sweet nickname on the basketball court. But like, I can't, so I think it comes back to being a full insult. Is there a player out there that could be could could garnish not garnish could wear could have the nickname Flying Salami and like w- this needs to be we had the Flying Hawaiian with with Victorino but the Flying Salami is too good of a nickname to not use we need to go find some, some. it would it, it would have to be there's like one really good Italian last name in the NBA. Uh, DiVincenzo, rookie from Villanova. But is he short and kind of Italian looking? I mean, he's like 6'4 and extremely athletic. So I'm saying for him to get that nickname, there would have to be like there'd have to be something that leaked out like he was DMing girls a picture of his salami and then he became the flying salami. Mm, yeah, I don't like that. We need to find a baseball player or like a short little Italian running back. I guess that needs to happen first. Yeah, I mean, we'll keep our eyes open for the next flying salami. (laughs) Listeners, please let us know. Jake, if you were a professional athlete, like you playing intramural softball in college and playing center field, lockdown center fielder, flying salami is perfect nickname for you. You're diving all over the place. If, if If flying salami was on my jersey, people would put it all together instantly. It, yes, they'd be like, oh, that's a great, that's a fantastic nickname. Looks like he has dark Italian features. He's pretty chunky. He's diving all over the field for no reason. Flying salami. I, I almost want to take a break from the, the radio show just to soak in how perfect that nickname is a little more. But we'll keep going. This story is is kind of weird and like, a little yeah, scary. Jim, I mean, you, you, we talked about Wyoming. Now we're in Montana. And Jim, I think the scariest part of this is that the suspect is still on the loose. Yes. Uh, and he threw a salami. I, I believe he broke a, not a windshield, a window. And I mean, this, this man, is, man or woman or animal is on the loose right now. So the, when I first heard this story and read the headline, I'm picturing a restaurant or a sandwich place, 
and someone throws the salami through the window. You know, like there's some like it's put together. But I think this was a residence and someone just threw a salami through someone's window and it broke the window like coach Boone and remember the Titans, but instead of a brick and it being racist, it's a salami. Maybe it is racist. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know how to react. If someone throws a salami through my window, like one time I woke up in new Britain when we moved to uh, Brad's place or whatever we called it, I forget right. what we called it. Um, and there was mustard and hair gel just all over my windshield. Right. Right. Which I couldn't drive because the hair gel smeared all over the windshield. I couldn't see a thing. Right. And I was like, whoa, I was going to an interview that day. Like, this sucks. That's kind of the same reaction, I guess, when someone throws a salami through your window. Like, whoa, is this targeted? Does this make sense? Do I like mustard and hair gel? What happened? I'm normally not this guy, but you do need more rules around this. You, you need a, if you get salami, you have to eat it. Um, cause I don't know to throw a, a chunk of salami through a window. That's gotta be a hearty piece of meat. You gotta have a good arm. Gotta have a good arm. Let's go find some windows. See if we can throw a salami through. I don't think I can. How far I mean, away I are know you? I can. You gotta run up to it. I was thinking they were throwing it while a drive. I was picturing this as a drive by salamiing. So that's, oh, okay. that's incredible arm speed. I think if you're the salami thrower, you have to shout out the reason why. This is for blah, blah, blah. This is for the bad sandwich I had. You know what I mean? Like, And then hopefully some neighbors heard it and they can piece it together. Like, oh, I heard him say this. I heard him say this. But I need to know why the salami was thrown pretty bad. It's a story that I, th- I think there needs to be follow-up on. Because right now, it's, it's what? Just a prank? Yeah, some sort of weird prank. I don't know. Unless, like, the guy who lives in the house is a known salami lover. Ooh, that would be a good twist. I'm not pressing charges. It was delicious. I'm going to leave the window open now. They just throw salami through all the time. What if it's a swimming with the fishes kind of thing? What if he, like, choked on a piece of salami earlier in life? Like, now now guess what? You're You're getting the full flying salami. (laughs) <laughs> Flying Salami is great nickname I just think of you now Thanks man Making a catch in center field Full Under Armour you Always Always full Under Armour You know what uh, Gary Sanchez said They Lou DiPietro interviewed all the Yankees And asked them their favorite food And Gary, sure. Gary Sanchez was fried salami And some Dominican dish That I forget the name of But it's basically fried plantains <laughs> Fried salami and fried plantains is Gary Sanchez's favorite foods. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for everyone that calls him fat, even though he's not fat. But it's uh, thick. Yeah, it's thick. Um, all right, next story. We'll do one more. Sure. This story, I I got to do this one. Well, there's two I really want to do. All right, well, we got more for tomorrow. I'm going to do this because I think it's quick. Uh, nude water park for adults is set to open in Lake Louise. Now, what's your initial reaction? Give me like three-word reaction to this, Jake. I want to go. Oh, wow. Because it's. A, I know you know how much of a gross fest this is. I know how freaked out you're going to be by this. Like water parks are the skeeviest place you could go already. They're just gross. But you don't believe in germs. No, I don't. But like I don't care about the germs. Just like gross people, gross environment. 
It'd be like if they said a nude cruise. It's like, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. No yeah. one that goes on cruises looks good nude. People that enjoy water parks don't look good news. They're usually that makes me want to see them more. And then like I'd I'd be interested if they set up slow mo cameras and then I could I could watch like going down the slide. Cause you know when you see naked people parachuting or like sky skydiving and it's so weird, like, whoa, what's happening to that boob right there? It's inwards. So I wanna (laughs) I wanna see slow mo videos of these fat ugly gross people going down the water slides and like landing or maybe they do the rope swing and they land in the water slow-mo i'm interested in that i don't want to be around anyone that would want to go to this would you be walking around the park clothed Mm. i don't want to be then you're such an asshole yeah i don't want to be there i just want to watch the slow-mo videos well you have to be there to watch the slow-mo videos that's part of the deal i'd be working in the video part part-time job they're naked you think so no but that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> this is gross like, this this is just gross you think i it- mean yes T- like totally yes have you ever gone to a water park and said man i wish this was just for adults actually i can see that being happening. kind of yes because then you think some of the gross part is taken away from it if I Google the guy who is starting this, right? If I can find the name of the guy who put this in motion, do you think we're going to get... Describe the guy. What if it's a lady? Could be a lady. It, it, they, the main picture they use is a somewhat in shape, like, attractive girl. Attractive. Where is this? Uh, Lake Louise. It's in Canada. Lake Louise. That could you be true? Oh, Lake Louise. That was last Dead Artist Day. That was, that was last, last Tuesday. Dead Artist. Well, Chuck Berry. Do you ever seen Chuck Berry's video with a prostitute? Lake Louise, Canada. No. Ah, oh, dude. I'll get graphic for a second. So, Chuck Berry, rest in peace. There's a video of him making sweet love to a prostitute, and he tells her to go down to his her, his butthole. Do some oral pleasure there. Sure. And then he just <laughs> rips ass in her mouth. Oh. And then he goes, you like that, baby? <laughs> Where'd you find that? Dude, it's like a known, it went viral when they were like, that Chuck Berry? You just right. fart in that lady's mouth. <laughs> Crazy the things you can miss on the internet if you tap out for two days or something like that. Uh, rest in peace, Chuck Berry. He made great music. I've got another rest in peace story. I guess if we're doing dead artists, that's kind of same genre. Yeah. And then we got to run away from this genre. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to it's, Twitter questions right it's, quick. It's the the Mark Marin Robin Williams interview that's from like five years ago, and then they played it again after he died. Mm-hmm. But he was like, Robin, what's what's you know you've you've hung out with obviously so many famous people and stuff like that. Like what? And again, this is a really good interview. It's not Robin Williams being full off the wall Robin Williams. He's he's actually trying to be a real person. <laughs> he said he was recording, uh, what was it? What was the movie he did with De Niro? Not One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's Nicholson. Um, the, the famous one. He, De Niro won the award. But uh, he said they're on the set <laughs> and this, this woman walks by. And oh, he, he yells. What's that? Awakenings. Awake, awakenings. 
woman walks by the set. She goes, hey, Bobby, Robert De Niro. <laughs> and she goes, you still like black pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like, De Niro, who's full De Niro, like, he let out a big, big, big smile and laugh. And I guess everyone just lost it. Um, but, yeah, if you, you thought that story was funny out of my mouth. Um, but the Mark Maron Robin Williams. Uh, it's it's deep in there, but that's pretty hilarious. So the the wheels kind of came off in story time today. Yeah, De Niro married to two black women, which is the basis of that joke. If you didn't know. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's pivot quick to shorter questions of the day before we pivot. tell more death stories. Pivot. What do you want to do? I got two here. Or do you want to do? They're both from the same. Hit me. What? Whatever you want. All right. If you could go back in time and uninvent one thing, what would it be? Thank you, Albert, All Sports Al. He actually watches, Al watches the uh, the videos on Patreon. Like if you that. if you, if you su- support us on Patreon, we haven't pushed as much on the radio show. I post the videos so you could watch Jake and I instead of just listening. If you're into that, t- patreon.com slash talking yanks. Anyway, if you can go back in time and uninvent one thing, what would it be? Do you have anything? Uninvent one thing. Man, that's tough. I don't know, man. Uninvent one thing. And then can is there a reinvention? Like what happens next, you know? Like is there a butterfly effect? Mm, if you want there to be. I'm just uninventing voice control things. Like Siri, like talking to things to have them okay. do something. I hate when people use Siri in front of me. It's so frustrating. I hate when people. Yeah. I hate when people do anything voice control. Some people just like talk to their remote now. Put on channel thirty-seven. Shut up. Just put on channel thirty-seven. Use your fingers. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna go kind of old man angry with it. But how about like just hidden Bluetooth devices? Because if someone just starts talking near me, and I don't see they have anything, but they have a Bluetooth in their ear. I think they're talking to me, and I go for it most of the time. You're so excited. Oh, and then they do the nice. ear point, and I'm like, go screw yourself. Why do you have an earpiece in? So we, want, so we want to uninvent talking in public to yourself. To, not the, to yourself. To, you can, being, being rude to other people in public. Yeah. If you're on the phone, you have to go somewhere where no one else can hear you or wrap it up quick. What's well, not to flip this back to you? What would be the one thing that you wish like truly existed right now? Like if you could make an invention without having to do actual work. Like mine's a no-brainer. I just want self-driving cars so bad. Oh, I love driving. I don't want that. Um, like that's such a dream for me. You just then you just have mobile living rooms. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, let's drive to Missoula, Montana, and find the flying salami guy, and we'll just have a Madden tournament. The whole 16 hours. Psych, you are the flying salami guy. Ah, got all of you. You're all dead. <laughs> um, I would invent... This is... I wish I could do a joke answer. I really want to time travel, but I don't want to like actually time travel. And I think this will be invented in my lifetime where you put on a headset and you're just like walking through like the old West. Not, okay. not Westworld, because those are... You know that those are robots or actors. I just want to be able to go to the, I guess, time travel. (laughs) 
Is that? <laughs> but a you lot. You just want to be able to go time travel. Yeah, yeah. That old thing. Two types of people in this world. If you could time travel, would you go to the future or the past? And I, I would. I'm 100% past. I have no interest in going to the future at all. Like zero. I think it's that's scary. I would definitely just go to the past and be like, what was uh, Tombstone, Arizona like? What was Dodge, Kansas like? I think things sucked, man. Oh, yeah, but that's why I don't want to live there. I don't want to have to. I just want to be able to put on like a headset and walk through a town and some ter- some fantastic engineers of video game realities have made it like as lifelike as historians can tell them it was. I think that'll happen in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I think <sighs> video games, man, like throw on a VR headset and do like. What what was that last from the past guy we did? That we debated if he was a hero or a nut job. For what? What was? Yeah, give me some more context. Last from the past, the one we just did. The guy with all the sons that he sparked the the civil war. Oh, John Brown. John Brown. Like heck, what was John Brown actually like? You know. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to play a game though. I just want to walk through that time period, observe. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to work out, but I'm rooting for you. Well, I think historical people, it won't, but I think they're definitely in like the next 50 years will be uh, an alternate like reality, visual reality type thing where you put on the headset and you're just walking around an old West town and they can't. I think they're already like there, man. (laughs) No, no, no. They're not there yet. I want to just put it on in my living room and it's like Dodge, Kansas, and it's exactly like here's wider patrolling and all that stuff. Right. Time travel in the past. Would you go to the future or the past? Uh, depends. I'd uh, like, like to do both. Would you go time get- travel and be at your parents' wedding? No, I would go to like... I would go to something cool. Like I would go to Woodstock or a, a sporting event or something like that. Maybe I go to the future and do, you know... Write down a couple World Series winners, place my bets, keep it moving, you know? All right, Buzz. Biff. 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 Yeah. Biff. Biff. Used to call me Buzz. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. What do we got today? The Rangers are playing the Sharks at 10.30 p.m. uh, for the Yankees. I will stay up for those games. For the Rangers, I will not. Staying up till 10.30 to watch. And I like the Sharks, too, so. But no way. No way, Jose. What are you watching tonight? There's not much on. Right. Today's Tuesday night. Um, what do I got going on? I don't know. I'll I'll throw something on. Probably like a bad NBA game. Um, maybe some Netflix. Maybe some Ozark. I mentioned that yesterday. Well, we'll we'll see what time. I I don't even know. I don't even know if we'll have time. Cavs, Hawks, not going to watch that. Celtics, Pistons. Celtics, Pistons has potential to be cool. The Pistons are playing well. Raptors, Sixers is kind of a fun one. Clippers, Thunder. Yeah, maybe. My my Thunder buddies are going to be watching that one. Thunder buddies. That's funny, right? Um, <laughs> Thunder buddies. <laughs> never put that together. Probably some bad NBA in an episode of Ozark. Final answer. Nice. Yeah, I'm not watching any sports tonight, it looks like. There's nothing going on. So, I don't know. we got to record some stuff, probably edit. I'm going to watch. I'm still watching Bodyguard on Netflix now. 
Right. Got a couple You're episodes. Hot on that. It's pretty good. It's only six episodes. I should finish it today. Uh, what else do we have going on today? We have an episode of Laughs from the Past. We talk about how the first battle of the Civil War, the first land battle, the spectators were there, congressmen who kind of lost their minds, and uh, one guy, the war started at his house, and then he moved away to get away from the war, and then the war ended at his house, kind of ruined his, his ho- both of his houses. Pretty funny. And you have Talking Huskies. Uh, yeah, we should have had one of the player profiles dropped today. Yep. Uh, if any UConn fans are out there talking Huskies with KT Sharp. Um, and yeah, those are going to be rolling out daily leading up to the season. And, uh, we've already had some great feedback about that. So, all right. Well, if you're still listening, times at Ridgemont high, if you're still listening, we need more Twitter questions of the day, need more of those. So if you have a, a interesting thought, your mind wanders, you uh, question, Throw it in there. It could be for us, or it could just be a general question like the ones we've been having. Also, call the voicemail number. Leave a voicemail. Have some fun. 908-845-5792. Thank you very much for listening to John Boy and Jake Radio, Dead Artist Day, and we will move on. We'll see you tomorrow. Go tell your friends. Would you go to a nude water park? Let us know. And if you say yes, I'm judging you a lot. Get on your bikes and ride. You ever seen the music video? Just a bunch of naked girls riding bikes around a track. But he's not (laughs) gay. No. All right. See ya.